0: always keep a side hustle. I'm a side hustle coach for creatives who also is always out there side hustling because I too need outlets. I need outlets to keep me hungry to learn, to allow me to test out new ideas, to experiment, as well as to allow me new platforms and opportunities and lanes and channels to grow, to grow as a human. Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, overcoming the inner critic, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 242 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to help you bet big on your creative pursuits, especially if you want to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell, and all things podcast at Side Hustlers Perspective. Today's overview, let's just get right into it. Oh boy, yippee skippy! another year-end recap. You gotta love those. Yes, this is a recap. Yes, this is the final episode of 2021, but it's so much more than that. If you want to grow your side hustle and potentially take it full-time one day, then this lesson-loaded self-lecture will be both extremely beneficial and insightful. Essentially, this is just me sharing the ugly via an audio journal format, which is documenting the lows behind the highs as a self-employed creative, because this is not easy. Last year was my first full-time self-employed review recap. And that seemed to be really helpful to a lot of people. And me personally, I've grown a lot in my second year of doing my thing full time. There's probably a smidgen of overlap between the two, but there's a heavy dose of new lessons learned added to the mix today. The goal of this episode is to use my moments and experiences of stumbling blindly trying to build my own creative business to help position yourself as a professional who's prepared to take the leap when your time comes you know, my struggles can be your victories. So, here are eight tips for thriving as a self employed creative. This is my year two 2021 recap. But before we get started, could you do me a favor share the good word with your family, your friends, or your following? It would mean the world to me if you took a screenshot or a video of you working this in the background. Tag me over on Instagram stories at SidehustlersPerspective so we can connect and I can reshare the love back. As always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you. Let's go. let's dive into these eight tips for thriving as a self-employed creative. So tip number one, self-care is the top priority. I'm far from perfecting the art of self-care as some seasons are way more hectic than others. You know, I've talked about burnout and everything this year. However, hiring my nutrition and training coach Aaron Straker at the beginning of 2021 has been a game changer for me. While the following tips may seem like they're taking you away from your work, which is a dangerous mindset to be in, placing these self-care tips as a priority will actually help you creatively thrive, improve your appearance and mood, and be more patient and present with your loved ones. At least this is what it's done for me. So in no particular order, walk 10,000 steps a day at least. This is gonna help clear your mind, get the body moving, get away from a screen, and boost your creativity and productivity. Get more sleep. I was lucky to get around four to five hours Max a night of sleep before I started working with Aaron. I now get six to seven hours as I work my way toward eight. Sleep is everything in terms of properly functioning, letting your body recover, and naturally being just more dialed in with your work versus relying on caffeine all day. So sleep is key. Get more sleep, especially in this creative industry. Um, most most of us are sleep deprived. You know we feel like we got to be tuned in into the matrix and connected all the time, building our business, and that's actually. Not a good thing, you know. I wish my past self would have known this. Next up, eat nutrient dense whole foods. I'm not telling you to track your macros as I do. Instead, eliminate how much refined foods and sugars you're putting into your body. And maybe this will help as here's my current meal structure that you can rip as well. So, my three main meals are structured into I always have a lean protein source, like turkey, ground turkey, turkey breast, turkey loin, chicken, 97-3 um, ground hamburger, you know, some type of lean source. Uh, it also has a starchy carb source, so like quinoa, potatoes, or rice, or whole wheat pasta, or whole wheat bread. And then also the third thing is I try to get at least 100 grams of vegetables, so leafy greens or vegetable medleys, carrots, cucumbers, peppers, you name it. Basically anything but corn. Corn is corn doesn't have any nutrients to it, you know. So my snacks often consist of fruit or nutrient dense fats like almonds, something good like that instead of crappy fat. And this structure is going to help you feel better think more clearly which reduces brain fog which also helps you bypass self-induced anxiety and depressed funks caused by poor nutrition so helpful stuff there again i promise this isn't like a whole fitness base episode but these are things that are really going to help you out and the last two drink more water trust me you're probably not drinking enough water Eight quantity glasses of eight ounces of water is not enough. Shoot for a hundred ounces minimum. Get a big old water bottle that can hold 32 ounces or more and make it a game by tracking how many of these bottles you can suck down in a day. This will dramatically reduce body soreness, fatigue, headaches, improve metabolism, and so much more. The last one, listen to your body. I haven't mastered this yet as I still often push myself way too far. But I have improved on knowing when to walk away, take a nap, or go to bed earlier versus forcing myself to be productive. Listen to your body before it forces you to listen, which is far worse than you taking a little break to yourself. Cool. Got the, the self-care out of the way now. Tip number two, stay connected to your roots. Back in October 2021, I put out episode 234 focused on making time to play before you work your life away. And this episode seemed to really strike a nerve with a lot of people that they could relate to. And since making the full-time leap in 2020, I borderline stopped creating and lost all sense of play within my work. Instead, I put all this pressure on myself to perform through the lens of a coach, an entrepreneur, who has mouths to feed and bills to pay. It wasn't until I got lost in illustrating my son's scary Halloween monster truck birthday-themed invitation, and mind you, his birthday's in August, But once I got lost in drawing this, it made me realize like something clicked, how much I operate out of fear versus abundance in my daily grind, as opposed to when this was just a side hustle and I had that safety net day job that I could rely on. I realized I wake up every day and go to bed each night subconsciously afraid of losing everything I worked so hard to build, as well as failing my family. I've wired myself to believe that I couldn't let play get in the way of stacking bread and bringing home the bacon to survive. And I'm slowly learning how to rewire myself to an abundance mindset while staying connected to my illustration roots. Drawing is a huge part of my identity and it only benefits my business and mental health. Plus it nurtures my son's drawing abilities and hopefully my daughter Emma's abilities soon too when she's able to you know, start throwing down with the crayon. And I too encourage you to stay connected to your roots as well. Tip number three. This is an important one I think you need to hear. Big progress happens behind closed doors. This could have easily been number one, but this show is the art of healthy hustling for a reason, so self-care-based lessons gotta come first. Most people think progress is measured by the glamorous vanity metrics that are produced by steadily posting on social media every day. I've since learned to embrace that big, long-term progress Often happens behind the scenes, behind closed doors when no one's looking. 2021 for me was truly about growth under the hood. I was beating myself up all year because my audience reach has significantly decreased due to a lack of consistent content. However, I had my biggest, highest grossing year. You know, last year, my first year of self employment, I grossed around 125K pre taxes. And year two is projecting at this moment as of writing around 160K, but it's bigger than money. And why that all sounds great as I'm saying it, wow, that's so much money. What you don't know is I spend so much in taxes. I have a team of four for the podcast that I have to pay, that I, I have the honor to get to pay for the help that they provide, as well as mortgage bills. I have family members that hit me up for help. I have friends that hit me up for help. You know, so it's not just like, wow, Scotty's making bank. You know, I'm also trying to invest in everything in there too. Like there's so much that goes into it that is just, it's more than just a number of 160K. Like I'm not walking here with a huge bank account ready to just blow cheddar. It's not like that. But all of this is done behind closed doors that has got me to this place. And, you know, I hope to break over 200K next year and be in even a better spot. But behind closed doors when no one's watching, this is what I've been doing all year that you don't see. First up is messaging and positioning, aka marketing. So first, (laughs) I made an extremely hard decision to shift away from Perspective Collective. There's still some loose ends I need to fix and clean up, but I shifted from Perspective Collective to Coach Scotty Russell, and that has been a big shift for my audience to adapt to as well. But it's been necessary. As students aren't being coached by a moniker, they're being coached by me, Scotty Russell. And I can still find a way. Finally, I've accepted and embraced and given myself permission that I can find a way to funnel the artist identity, the designer I am, the coach, the entrepreneur, the family man and pizza junkie all within this personal brand. I can trust the process that I'll figure this out as I reinvent myself. And secondly, I changed the perspective podcast to Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. Again, a very difficult change. A lot of people told me don't do it, but I went with my gut. Because it sets the tone for a clear marketing message of what I'm bringing to the table, a.k.a. less confusing. So short-term pain, long-term gain with these changes. I'm thinking macro, big picture here, and how it all makes sense with someone like you that I can serve the best. I don't want to confuse you. Next thing behind the scenes, I've been learning and playing the tax game. Spent a lot of time and energy this year learning about the gross world of taxes, corporate identities, business structure, etc. after just getting hammered with taxes the past two years. Absolutely hammered. The more money you make, the more money you'll owe as a self-employed creative. And I'm in the process of switching from LLC to an S-Corp in 2022, where I'll become an employee of my business identity and eventually bring on my wife as an employee of my business identity. And this is going to help me retain a ton of cheddar that I've been giving away to the government because you get double taxed being self-employed under an LLC. So being an LLC sounds cool until you realize you're being double taxed. It's nuts. Uh, The next thing I've been working on is systems and processes. My business has been pretty scattered and lacking alignment over the years. And I move quickly and take quick action. I'm always making moves. I get an idea. I act on it quickly, which has been a blessing and a curse because of everything being so misaligned. I've been missing some serious systems and streamlined processes behind the scenes to help me automate, one, how leads come into my funnel, two, how I can best nurture and serve those leads, and three, how I can guide them to timely, value-packed offers based on their needs. Instead of always having to be so present and answer every email myself, I have a whole system now that I've been working on. That's why creating new content hasn't been important. What's been way more important has been rebuilding my funnels and automated email sequences, revamping my core offerings like the Side Hustlers handbook I dropped recently, as well as my coaching offerings, the coaching program, the boot camps, and what's in store in the future. Optimizing and improving landing pages and my brand messaging, improving my coaching onboarding processes to be more effective, efficient, as well as rebranding the coaching program and rebranding myself. And finally, what's been more important is just strategically planning out my entire year with a game plan for quarterly projects. All of this stuff you don't see. You don't see this. And I realized that I need all of this in place before I can switch my attention to brand awareness, content creation, drawing 24-7, distribution and outreach, and growing my own reach. (laughs) So why it may appear that Scotty's not doing anything. I'm actually doing stuff every day. I'm constantly making moves in the shadows. And these systems and processes are going to guide and serve those who then go down the rabbit hole of what I have to offer when they first connect with me via social media. It's going to guide them. Otherwise, without these systems and processes and foundations in place, I'm just reverting back to old Scotty Russell, perspective collective Scotty Russell, who's steadily just trying to feed the social media machine and trying to build an online following on an app, on someone else's platform, on rented land instead of converting my community to my own platform where I can serve you better. I can get to know you better. I can connect with you better and bypass the noise of social media and bypass the cons and the negative aspects of building on rented land where they decrease your reach. An algorithm decides who your content is going to reach. No, thank you. I'm building my own empire over here. Thank you very much. And I need systems and processes. To make this happen. And with all these in place, I can start turning on the switch of content creation in 2022. All right, enough of that. Tip number four simplify the game and work ahead. I've gotten a lot better at forecasting my big picture yearly and quarterly moves. I've gotten a lot better. I got all of 2022 planned out right now. For example, I know when my 12 week coaching programs are gonna be, I got my three week quarterly boot camps all set in stone, I know what keynotes I have going on, I know when I have travel. I'm scheduling in vacation with the help of my wife. Actually, I should say with the forcing of my wife. But I still find myself way overcommitted at times where I failed to plan and work ahead in terms of the monthly and weekly preparation. I got the quarterly and the yearly down, but I need to go deeper. I leave myself minimal margin and I get hella overwhelmed frantically sprinting last minute to hit all these deadlines. Like, oh, hey, I got a boot camp that leads into a coaching program, but then I said yes to this, and then I forgot how much time it takes to build out the email sequences, to build out content, to leave room for communication, to jump on calls. Like, oh my gosh, I highly underestimate how much continues to go into this. And because I get so overwhelmed and do things in the moment and so last minute, it makes my launches and my campaigns feel rushed, half-assed while severely lacking intentional strategy behind them. And at the end, it often leaves me feeling worn the fuck out. Hence why I went into heavy burnout, because I did way too much. I put it all off last minute. I rushed it all, overlapped too many things. And it really wore me out at the end of summer, early fall. So other areas for improvement, so I can simplify the game and work ahead, rely on batching, better systems, saying no more often, And creating more templates and process checklists far in advance with earlier deadlines. Oh yes, I can't forget to mention, I need to do more delegation and elimination. Which takes me to number five. You guessed it. Delegation and elimination. My continual New Year's habit, resolutions to me are flaky, so my New Year's habit is to constantly do less but better. That is the pursuit of doing less but better every year. Hands down, this is my greatest weakness by far. Being transparent, I struggle with this. Superman syndrome, shiny object syndrome, when everything looks like an opportunity, I need to determine what's the distractions. But I will say, you know, I've had one massive win this year has been offloading at least 80% of my podcast duties to my team of four. But behind the scenes, I'm continually trying to streamline this process like Paige and Hannah and Colton and... Anya, they'll tell you this firsthand, but I'm especially trying to streamline things as I plan out a new process, as I look toward shifting to a live streaming community interactive format in 2022, instead of you just hearing me do a solo episode of me reading a blog post, what if you were a part of each podcast episode and I give you a presentation, I break down these tips via slideshow, keynote, and then I open it up for Q&A at the end and you get to be a part of the podcast each week. How dope would that be? stay tuned. I'm still trying to figure out how to make this work and just going to throw myself into the weeds here. Even if I take two months off the podcast and just replay greatest hits, it's going to happen this year. Trust me. So open to help if you have some, but another big win is wifey has slowly helped me on the back end of things like gatekeeping my private Facebook community. Not sure if it's going to live there anymore or what, if it's going to be Patreon more getting back to Patreon or discord, still trying to figure out the next phase, but she's also owned categorizing expenses. Oh my God. That's been so helpful. And as of recently, shout out to Wifey. She's been helping me stay on top of the emails um, by cleaning out my junk and my cluttered, finding what's been buried, and now she's taking over my main email box and categorizing things for me to like, <laughs> not miss so many things and having them slip through the cracks. So I apologize if you sent me an email in the past and I didn't get back to you. It's really difficult. But I still admit that I'm doing way too much and I should delegate or eliminate more. But you're probably in the same scenario. Just know that this is part of the growing pains of knowing when to let go of something that's a distraction. That way, you and I, we can free ourselves up to do more big picture important tasks to scale our business. Or for me, maybe it means I get to create more time to draw or better yet, not work. So I can go play hooky for a day and go get my kiddos from daycare and go get some ice cream or some pizza. Who knows? But yes, delegation and elimination. Number six, community and accountability. I didn't realize how much COVID affected me until about halfway through the year. And I'm not talking about like physically and sick and anything like that. I'm talking about how isolated I've become, grinding in my own little bubble away from my friends, you know, not being able to go to conferences and speak and get around community. It's really messed with me. To the point that i lost touch with how important it is for me to be surrounded by like-minded people who are far ahead of me that i can learn from or a support system around me to lift me up or people i can lean on for feedback however after dealing with some major burnout and depressed funks in 2021 it was community that pulled me out of it and back on track and helped me see the light so i want to take a moment to give a big shout out to my current support systems First off, phase one is my coach, Maida Leon, my biz coach, Aaron Straker, my health coach, Tom Ross, Peggy Dean, Becca Cordes, Eric F. Friedenson, as well as uh, Stephen Millar, Justin Mazel, and Raji King of the Grim Syndicate NFT community. Like you all have been crucial for me right now. Thank you for everything. I don't even know if you'll hear this, but just thank you. The rest of the world needs to know. Of course, Wifey. Shout out to Emily Russell, my biggest supporter, she is the only one who knows how much time, blood, sweat, and tears I pour into building this. She sees me when I'm struggling the most and I'm at my worst, and she's always there to have my back and lift me up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, I cannot forget the most important crew I'll be leaning on the most in 2022 moving forward is my group coaching alumni students you know, at the end of the group coaching program, here's the alumni community. Have fun, everyone. You know, I'm in here every now and then, but now I'm realizing like how big of an opportunity we have to build something together, to grow together. And we recently had our first ongoing quarterly calls. If you go through the group coaching program, that's actually a ticket that'll get you into something even better after the 12 weeks is done working together. And on this call, they made me realize how much deeper we could go. And what we're capable of building, you know, this opportunity that's on the table that I was just so blind to because I was so busy with everything else, you know, content creation, how to get more people into the funnel, yada, yada, yada. But building out the future alumni community, if you're listening to this and you're on the edge and interested in becoming a part of a group coaching program, just know like not only is it an investment in 12 weeks, but it's an investment to unlock a whole new world, a support system behind that. And building out this alumni community is a top priority for me moving forward as I shift my focus toward first working inward, aka serving my alumni crew, and then working outward, onboarding new prospects into the funnel and so on and so forth. The alumni crew is my warmest audience who know, understand, and accept my approach. I feel most closest to them. We have an incredible bond and seeing everybody from different programs all across the world unite and support each other, it's fucking special. And I should be nurturing and serving them the most. They deserve my time the most. So just know that's coming, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for helping me uh, see the light and enlightening me on this. Number seven, never get too complacent and comfortable. Damn, this episode's rolling a long time for us solo. Sorry, Anya, but there's too much gold. Imagine Paige having to edit this blog post. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Anya. But this year, I learned the harsh reality of... What always worked that got you here won't always work to get you there. So more specifically, this year in 2021, hard truths that I've learned is there's always an opportunity to reinvent yourself. And I'm currently in a reinvention season of myself, for sure, and leaning into it. I've also learned to chase what continually excites me and scares me the most, which is probably this live streaming format, which I'm going to dive head first into that in 2022. As well as I've learned that if I'm not continually challenging myself, then I'm not growing. I'm not growing. I'm getting complacent. I've learned to continually stay curious, experiment, and throw myself into the fire. and Figure that shit out along the way. As well as I'm learning the hard way that I'll never have it all figured out. At the beginning of this year, the first couple months, the first quarter, first two quarters actually, I thought I had it all figured out. I didn't need anybody help. I didn't need another coach. No. Hard reality, harsh truth. It it really hit me hard. I realized I need to continually be coached. I'm a coach who always have a coach and I need people that are smarter than me around me at all times and I need a support system to lean on. When you're feeling stagnant and bored, what I'm trying to say here is just time to shake shit up. Don't get too complacent. Don't get too comfortable. You're killing your growth. You're killing the sick gains you could be having and you're holding your future big breakthroughs hostage. Number eight, two more to go. Embrace the cycles. Finding success within your creative pursuits is primarily, in my experience, a game of mindset, patience, and perseverance. There are seasons, phases, and cycles to this game. Just like crypto. What I mean by this is that there are seasons and cycles where your energy and momentum is just going to ebb and flow. There's seasons and cycles where you constantly have to navigate the psychological head games, the imposter syndrome, the comparison trap, the inner critic, all of this. It's just part of the game. As well as understanding that when in doubt, zoom out, appreciate the progress, and see from a bigger picture, stepping back, zooming out to understand the upward trajectory of the higher highs and lower lows that you're experiencing, as well as to not get wrapped up in trends and what the masses are doing. As well as knowing that better days are always ahead. Stay the course. Stick with it. Trust your gut. Get surrounded by other people. Better days are always ahead. It's like it may be dark every night, but the sun always comes up the next day. Okay, Better days are always ahead. And just know those head games, the inner critics, self-doubt, comparison, imposter syndrome, it's always going to be present. It's never going to go away unless you're a narcissistic asshole somehow and way overconfident, but learning to manage these emotions, as well as investing in your personal development, trusting your process and staying the course all within that macro day-to-day grind is how you're going to win the macro big picture game. It's a big long-term play, but you've got to play in the day-to-day to win in the long-term. So hopefully that makes sense. Number nine, the final tip here, always keep a side hustle. I'm a side hustle coach for creatives who also is always out there side hustling because I too need outlets. I need outlets to keep me hungry, to learn, to allow me to test out new ideas, to experiment, as well as to allow me new platforms and opportunities and lanes and channels to grow, to grow as a human. And I pursue these side hustles without the pressure of forcing them to turn into anything, especially forcing them to become a part of my business. And without this pressure, I never know when these side interests may overlap with my main hustle without forcing them. And this is proving to be true with my current side hustles of crypto and NFTs. I never thought these worlds would overlap with my love for illustration and teaching through the lens of coaching. And based on the steady stream of questions lately, I'm slowly dipping my toes into helping people like you, creatives like you understand and invest in crypto and understanding the future of NFTs and how that's going to benefit you. Who knows how these side hustles can continue to carve out just a tiny little role in my coaching business. Like, I have no idea. But it's exciting. It's exciting to know that people are starting to pay attention. That my side hustle of all the year, all these years of what I've been borderline obsessed with in these industries of crypto and NFTs now, you know, it's just exciting to see them starting to overlap, but I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to continue to experiment, listen to what people want, and let things organically evolve within the realms of what I'm uniquely capable of providing that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about, and that I'm good at. So to wrap this up like a little burrito, that's what I say each night when I tuck my kid in, uh, when I tuck my son in, little Scotty, we wrap him up first with the comforter thing, a little spaceship comforter. I'm like, I'm wrapping you up like a little burrito, little dude. So let's wrap this up like a burrito. So here's the goal. I'll never pretend to act like I have this self-employed game figured out. I'm years away from feeling like I've mastered it. I don't know if I'll ever master it. There's always another level to unlock. And there's always a non-glamorous back-end thing to implement and understand and learn. However, you don't need to be a full-time creative to implement these nine tips and see results now with your creative pursuits. I hope you start applying these moving forward in 2022. My goal has and will always be to put you in a position to do your thing full-time creating work that you love that just so happens to impact people you truly care about the most. That's what my definition of success is. And I'm confident that what I'm sharing with you today and within this podcast, within my content, within my artwork, my posts, whatever I'm putting out into this world is all aligned to help put you on this trajectory. So if you could do me a solid, let me know which lesson, these nine lessons hits home closest with you today and maybe something you learned about yourself too. I think that'd be pretty cool. Now, let's move forward together boldly into 2022 and let's make power moves on your own terms. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed the back-to-back weeks of little fiery solo episodes to end the year. Like, wow, we're at the end of 2021. Can you look back and... Pinpoint where you improve this year. If not, what areas do you need to work on? Is there something that overlaps within the lessons that I mentioned today that maybe there's some areas that are holding you back? Take some time to reflect. Write out your own top lessons learned this year. You don't have to share them, but I find it more helpful to share them as it holds me accountable on areas I can improve on. And then I can look back and listen back a year from now, multiple years from now, and see measurable growth. That's what this is about. Is about measurable growth year after year, never being complacent, never being in a position that you look back on the year and didn't see any measurable growth. Like That's what I stand for. That's what I try to do as a coach. That's what this podcast is about is continually progressing. So again, let me know if you found some helpful takeaways to apply to your daily grind and you can find the full episode in a blog format containing all links and references in the show notes within your current podcast listening app. And... As I sign off, I got to give a huge shout out to the podcast team, Anya, Paige, Hannah, Colton, and Bluka for making this show possible. And massive, massive, massive thank you to Colton Bacher, who is going to be moving on to go all in on pursuing his love for music, video-based editing. Like This dude is so talented. It's just been incredibly awesome to have him part of the show. The show wouldn't even be video-based without Colton taking initiative and joining the team. So Colton... Love you, brother. It's been a pleasure getting to work with you and getting to coach you and watch you grow. So we appreciate you, the whole podcast team, the whole listenership. Just thank you, dude. And if you're listening, please go show uh, Colton some love, Colton Bacher on Instagram. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. His link is in the show notes as well. And and as you finish off your week strong and your year strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, keep creating. You got this.